Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Doohan, and joining me this segment is Nubra Nelson, Director of Arts Engagement at Seattle Rep. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to talk about youth engagement in the arts. Nubra, thank you so much for joining me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I'm honored to be part of this wonderful lineup of folks who have been interviewed by you. And they will be, you know happy to be a part of a show that had you on at some point. So I'll use, I'll use that moving forward. Uh, Too kind. For those who don't know, can you tell me about Seattle Rep? Who are you? What do you guys do? Absolutely. Uh, Seattle Rep is a a large regional theater here in the Seattle area. So as a regional theater, it means that we really speak to our region. We try to make uh, programming uh, plays that are are for everyone in this area. Um, and so what that entails is, of course, our main stage programming, which is mostly plays, but also sometimes musicals. Um, we have a variety of youth programs, adult programs, a bunch of different enrichment opportunities for folks to get involved with theater, to expand the conversation of the theater, Uh, two crucial conversations in our region. And our vision is theater at the heart of public life. So Mm -hmm. we have kind of a really big vision, uh, but are very purposeful about connecting our theater to uh, local conversations, communities, and stories. I think theater that touches on humanity is is a great aspect, especially when you localize it. Um, And then on top of that, you have your youth engagement programs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What are they? What do you hope to achieve with them? Youth engagement programs have been going on at Seattle Rep essentially since we began, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Um, So it's been really humbling to be able to be a part of that legacy. Um, You know, they've taken a bunch of different uh, forms, uh, but ever since they began, it's always been about connecting with community, about bringing uh, really that vision before that vision existed, theater at the heart of public life. That was always the way that youth programs worked at Seattle Rep. Um, So uh, right now, uh, we have three goals in the arts engagement department. That's increase access to theater and to Seattle Rep, connect communities to public life through theater, and amplify underheard voices. So those are our goals with all of our programs for all ages. And for young people, we're really focusing on amplifying their voices um, and making sure that they have Uh, the resources and support they need to tell their stories, to say what they want to say, to really change the world with art, however they want to do that, and to affect their lives with art, uh, however they want to do that. So we're very, um, we're very focused on empowering the young people and uh, really utilizing their voices and and gaining feedback from them as to what they want and just being really facilitators almost in, um, in giving them uh, skills to, to have a loud, you know, not physically voluminous loud per per se, sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But to, to uh, amplify their voices, um, however that they want to do that. And theater is just such a great, um, opportunity for youth to feel uh, feel empowered, feel uh, connect to wellness and health, mental health, um, and to uh, find the way to make change in their communities. Yeah, and it looks like you're extremely dedicated to that. Just on your website, I count ten youth programs. Why is it so important to have such a variety? 
Well, each of them kind of uh, focus on different aspects of um, really what we've heard from youth that they want and um, different kind of sectors of uh, how we can connect with young people. So we have, you know, our student matinee and youth engagement residency program, which is uh, really connecting to you through schools, schools coming to our shows, and then us sending teaching artists into schools to do uh, common standard, uh, integrated, state standard integrated curriculum. And then we have a, a bunch of after school programs. One of them we've been doing for 12 years now, um, which is the next narrative monologue competition, which used to be the August Wilson monologue competition. So that's like a, a big picture national competition that we um, we are a part of with the regional portion of that competition. So that is really in-depth kind of um, high level coaching for for young folks um, around uh Black playwrights that were commissioned to write these uh, short monologues by True Colors Theater Company in Atlanta. And they uh, perform these monologues. Uh, we coach them through these monologues. And then there are all these qualifying rounds. Um, and 20 young people get to perform on the Bagley Wright stage. And then two young people get to go to New York City and perform at the Apollo. So that's this oh, wow. very structured um, after school program that's really focused on the individual youth. Um, we try to, of course, create community uh, around the young people, but they are really focused on their own, you know, professional development speakers. And then we have the, a bunch of classes, you know, through our Black is the Light program, which is specifically classes for youth of color, uh, which we found a, a real need for that kind of safer space, this brave space for young folks of color to be around other young folks of color and with BIPOC teaching artists um, and have these classes that are rooted in Black oral traditions, as well as other POC um theater traditions that they're not usually taught. Mm. Um, so that is a newer program that really came from that community need. And then Improv for Wellness is this after-school program that is also new this year that is connecting uh, wellness and mental health to theater. So that's a really bringing uh, young people in community to uh, learn how improv, how uh, theater can be a part of what wellness means to them yeah um and then yeah. teen nights are really like connecting uh our uh, teen nights is really about uh encouraging young people to be audience members on their own you know they get their tickets they come to the show with other young people mm -hmm. or with their families and there's this lovely pre-show reception with uh, you know activities and things like that um and snacks of course um <laughs> but that's about like coming to the shows but really like them having their own agency coming to the shows versus student matinees which is uh you know a field trip so each of them kind of have their own little segment um that we think about um and then there are our partner programs like why we speak which is with young women empowered um and then the uh, we're working on a deeper partnership with penguin productions with this new play development work that we're doing uh the bonfire retreat which we did last year and we're planning this year um so then there are these these programs that are specifically in conjunction with another uh youth theater or a um a youth organization that again serves as kind of different purpose of um, connecting with the folks that they're connected with in some way and supporting and amplifying and um, adding resource to their 
their work. That is a that is a mouthful of programs that you've got going on there. I I yes. you kind of lost me when you said snacks. My my mind started wandering. No. Uh, <laughs> we always have snacks. It's important. <laughs> always always always. It's extremely important. We will never let anyone be hungry. And you know, you got to nourish the mind too. And it's also I find it hilarious and lovely to find which snacks are like of highest demand, like sure. the the whole um, fruit snacks, um, rave, rave. I don't know, like rage. I don't know what the, the <laughs> adjective is for this. <laughs> um, the the amount that fruit snacks are important to the youth of today is really cannot be understated. <laughs> That's good to know. If I'm ever hosting a youth <laughs> event, I'll have youth. Next. There's a couple things that you mentioned uh, during that massive, massive list of youth programs that you're going through that I do uh, that kind of caught my ear. Um, one is uh, using the arts and theater in the classroom. In fact, I saw that there's a program called bringing theater into the classroom K through 12 teachers, um, you bring theater into their curriculum. How does that work? Why is theater important in helping children, youth develop pathways for learning? Oh my goodness. That, that is something that we are, you know, focusing on more and more and uh, bring theater into the classroom. That's a, a, a program that used to be through Seattle rep. And then it's kind of bopped around to different theater organizations and is really um, being taken on by the Creative Advantage um, and, uh, the, you know, the Office of Arts and Culture in Seattle Public Schools to be this even larger professional development arts integration program that I'm also in, involved with um, through the Ethnic Studies and Theater of the Oppressed Institute uh, through Creative Advantage. There's uh, this incredible arts integration work that we're plugging into. Um, and what I'm finding is that uh, teachers they are are asking for this arts integration because it's a way to more deeply engage young folks in any subject. You can use theater to to talk about anything, really. I mean, if you look at you know all of the types of plays there are, um, you, you can make a play about any subject. But expanding that, you can um, you can have youth enact um, historical events. You can have youth have dialogue with each other about um, a, a, any given subject um, or even finding ways to integrate uh, theater into STEM, into, uh, you know, science and math. Um, and so, you know, the more that we can make, it gives, you know, um, empower teachers with the tools to to make their learning engaging and different and stimulate, you know, all the parts of the brain um, that that uh, that can make these subjects, you know, really sink in and be exciting for young people. You know, that's incredibly important to our work. Um, so we're often in uh, social studies classes and English classes um, and ver various other classes, not just drama classes with our in-school curriculum. Um, because we're we're doing these plays that are about issues in the world that mm. that go beyond, um, you know, just talking about theater. Of course, like all of our plays have something to do with community and society, and um, you know, 
present day um, issues. And so uh, our curriculum is really focused on connecting to those state standards uh, in as many um, subjects as possible to really give um, teachers additional resources and exercises uh, and activities to open up young people's creative minds uh, around all subjects. Yeah, and I think that's great. And on top of that, you speaking of connecting uh, to the community and what's going on, there's also the policy of anti-racism and accountability in the arts. Now, can you talk to me a little bit about policies like this? Why are they important? Why does representation matter? Why is it such a focus within Seattle Rep? What a huge question, Doug. Um, <laughs> on the how spot. Long do, I have? Yeah. do I have a couple hours? Um Everything that we do at Seattle Rep, especially in arts engagement, is rooted in equity, diversity, inclusion, and justice. Uh, This department, actually, the arts engagement department, came out of our 2017 EDI plan um, because there was this, uh, this identified need to very intentionally connect communities that have been historically excluded. from the arts, from theater, and even from Seattle Rep itself, uh, invite those communities to Seattle Rep and invite them to engage with theater however they want to engage with theater. And so we have to, when we think about how racial equity plays into the work that we do, we really think about our history. We think about the history of the American theater Um, And of course, we think about the history of oppression in our country and who that affects. Um, And so the the importance, uh, you know, to boil it down, I guess, the importance of focusing on racial equity in the work that we do across the board is because if we don't, then we will continue to operate within exclusionary systems. Mm -hmm. We have to be intentional or else the default is, um, you know, to continue to uh, kind of go with the flow of of systemic oppression, really, um, because that's so much of what um, systems in this country are built on and systems across the world, really, unfortunately. And so um, that is my really high level uh, trying to boil it down to why do we focus on this? Because when you say that, it breaks my brain because I'm like, all I want to say is like, because of course we have to focus on this. Are you kidding me? Um, so, uh, so trying to think about like, if we, if we're not intentional, it's, it, you know, we know from history that it ends up being on the back burner. Um, and so for us, what that means, um, in our arts engagement programming is we are very BIPOC focused. And that really means, uh, black and indigenous and people of color. And so we're always, thinking about how can we make sure to invite Black communities, invite Indigenous communities and collaborate with those communities and listen especially and learn from those communities to make sure that we're reflecting programming that is culturally informed and uh, that is actually like useful to the community. That's not just coming out of like my brain and Uh, And then I'm like, come do this cool thing. And everyone's like, we don't care and we don't want to do that. So it's so much about just listening and responding to community. Um, And then also, um, you know, of course, uh, expanding that work to all POC communities. Um, 
none of our, uh, you know, none of our work is exclusionary. It's for everyone, but like next narrative monologue competition is a great example of a, of a program that's black focused. It's uh, these uh, monologues by 50 black contemporary playwrights um, that are invite youth of all backgrounds to, to read these monologues, to perform these monologues, to learn about these playwrights, to learn about the origins of these playwrights and the um the backgrounds behind this monologue that they're working on and saying that you know black playwrights write for everyone sometimes they write for just their community but there's this is not you know it, it, it this work is for for everyone um and should be appreciated as part of the canon um and then uh Give me one second. I need to remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it was a big question. Oh like, my gosh, you're you're getting me in like in, in an absolute like jumble of things. But I do have one other thing I want to make sure to say in all of this. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I'm back. And then we also uh, focus at Seattle Rep um, as well on the disability community and the LGBTQ communities. Um, those are um, groups that we have noticed are really um, arts integrated, are really interested in theater, and are really large, exciting um communities that are doing so much incredible work here in the Seattle area. And so we've been expanding our sensory friendly program and sensory um, sensory access programming. Um, and also, you know, we program a lot of um, queer narratives and understand and also acknowledging that there's a lot of intersectionality between the queer community and the BIPOC community. Um, and so we're thinking in this kind of intersectional lens. Um, and then we also, you know, really, we want to engage everyone, to be honest. So this work never, ever, ever ends. Um, but we're thinking about like, what are the, what are, what is present in the, in the region? Again, going back to like, we, um, we speak to our region. And so uh, we're thinking about like, which communities have been really deeply integrated into this community and are doing incredible work that we want to make sure to amplify and connect with. And so we're also working on more, um, partnerships with Asian American communities here because they've been such an integral part of the Pacific Northwest uh, cultures. Um, so we're constantly expanding who uh, can we focus on this, uh, you know, this year for the long term, always now for the long term. Um, and and with this eye on racial equity and intersectionality in everything we do, uh, because we have to. I don't know what else. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because we have to. That's a pretty good response. Um, I was going to tell you about four minutes ago. That was a really good, succinct response. <laughs> but no, yeah, but no, you're not now, get a succinct no, no, no. But now it's a great encapsulating response. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I think it. I think it's important. I the fact that you got uh, so excited to answer the question, like uh, it, it really. That's the best part about this is that it's not. It's not pandering to you, and that comes across is incredibly clear that this is important because it's important um, and it's yes. worth doing. Um, so, speaking about the stuff that you're doing, what's on tap? Can you tell me uh, what's what's the future hold for Seattle Rep? Um, what can we look forward to? Events, programs, performances. What's what's coming up? 
Absolutely. Uh, there's so much coming up. Um, <laughs> some of the things we're excited about that I haven't talked about yet. Um, when it comes to our youth programs, we started um, for the first time uh, what we called last year Youth Works Festival. Uh, we're gonna we're making it short and sweet this year, and it's gonna be called Youth Fest, uh, which is really <laughs> our culminating event for all of our youth programs. And this is a weekend festival of youth performances and workshops and joy. Uh, this, this year it'll be in our Bagley Wright Theater and uh, it's gonna sho showcase all of the work that has been uh, done in all of our youth programs across the year, as well as showcase uh, some of our um, partnerships of, with other youth theaters, other youth programs. Um, so that's just going to be the absolute, you know, celebration um, of the year. Um, and also, you know, I think that uh, to go back to your previous question as well, that's the that's such a key to why I get excited about how we. It, integrating racial equity into mm -hmm. all of our work is that it's joyful. Inclusion is so joyful. Um, and so seeing this cross-section of our community come together at the at Youth Fest is joyful and celebratory. And, and knowing that we have opened our arms and invited folks in and they have told us what they need and have um, made our programs happen because we can't do it without community. And then seeing that all culminate is just so beautiful and so fun Can you, um oh go ahead we also we're also super excited about um our upcoming production i'm not your perfect mexican daughter we're doing a lot of beautiful work, youth work around that we have a youth mental health night coming up um the writer of the book on which it's um it's based is going to be in town and talk to our young folks um, and then we have a whole bunch of other programs for all ages. We're going to have a uh, queer Latinx panel. Uh, we're going to have a panel on youth mental health. Uh, we're working on having uh, offsite events as well. And so that's just like a kind of taste and a sampler of some of our adult programs that we also have a ton of coming up. Um, and then also the last show in our season, Lydia and the Troll, I'm super excited about because it's by a local playwright, Justin Huertas, and uh, is set in Fremont. And so I'm I'm always thinking hyper-local. And so I'm like, how can we amplify this really exciting, fun uh, community of Fremont um, and all of the intersections that are within that little geographic area uh, that also connect with the partners and communities that we're working on connecting with. Um, and then uh, Between Two Knees is a play by the 1491s, who's, who are these hilarious comedic, uh, this hilarious native comedy troupe. Um, and so that will really uh, continue our, uh, help continue our native um, partnerships um, and continue to invite the Native community. We have a lot of ways in which we're working to uh, invite Indigenous communities to Seattle Rep, which includes free tickets to all our shows. So mm -hmm. come come out and come through, um, free use of our space um, when it's available, um, and all types of things that we're working on, including our Native, Native Artist in Residence program. Um, this year, our Native artist in residence, his name is D.A. Navati, and he's going to be also in spring working on a showcase of um, a group of queer 
storytellers who will be putting on a showcase in one of our spaces. And so that's one of my favorite um, programs of the year. Uh, we started that last year and the Native Artists in Residence Showcase is always super exciting. So much, so much. I don't know what I'm missing, probably a million things, but it's on our website. I don't know, come through. We always have pre and post-show programs and events, which are super exciting and interesting. My team is like just truly incredible. Gabrielle and Deanna are killing it in my um, in my department and I'm so thankful for them. Um, and then I also have to shout out our public works program, which I didn't talk about at all, but they're also engaging uh youth and adults across communities and these deep partnerships and public works is, you know, one of the best things we do. They're, they're a different department. And so I always say that the arts engagement department is the official public works fan club. Um, so I love the work that they do. Um, and they're always coming uh, out with, you know, events throughout the year as well. Okay. So then uh, I suppose the, the, the last thing, the, the most important thing is how can people help? What do you need? Uh, do you need donations? Do you need volunteers? What What do you need from us and how can we help? We always need donations. Um, so that's, that's lovely of you to, to shout that out. Yeah, we're, you know, all arts organizations are really striving right now uh, to repair and become healthy after COVID. And it's just, it can't be understated how much that is helpful uh, donating to uh, arts organizations, donating to Seattle Rep to make this continue to happen. Um, but also just coming and, and participating. That's huge. Um, come to a pre and post show events when you come to see shows. Uh, check out those nights when there's something special going on, because then we um, we know that that is something that we want to continue to invest in. And also it will enrich you and get you um, connect you with other organizations and our partners that we love and the um, community leaders that we're we want to highlight, you know, and, and also, you know, illuminate the parts of the community that we're connected to. So I really encourage you to look at, look for those special events um, and send your young people, or if you are a young person listening, uh, come to our classes and programs. They're all free. They're all free. Uh, so come through and just try something out. We're super, super supportive. If you've never, ever um, done any theater that's absolutely welcome and so uh it's it's a space where we really meet folks where they're at um and uh you know it, coming to our shows of course is is huge you know i say come to the pre and post show programs but you know first of all come to the shows um and there's tons of um, access when it comes to affordability as well as, you know, accessibility for uh, folks from different disability communities. Um, so if you're, you know, worried about what, uh, how to come to a show, you know, we have pay what you choose tickets for every performance, like every single day, you can come or you can call in and get pay what you choose tickets. So you can always check something out with like very little, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, worry to, to how it might, you know, affect your pocket or um, might be inaccessible in any way, because we have so many ways to make sure that that experience is going to be positive for you. Um, and then also, if you're a community organization, or a community leader, or a young person who is like, 
oh man, I want to get involved, but she didn't mention this, or I'm not seeing this on their website. And I feel like the, you know, Seattle Rep should do more of X, Y, or Z. Just reach out. We love to be in conversation. We literally cannot do this work if our community is not talking to us. And so uh, everything comes from those conversations. Everything we do comes from, hey, uh, you should do more of this. Or, hey, I want to be in relationship with you. Let's like hang out and talk. Or me being like, hey, let's, uh, I want to know more about the cool stuff you do. Let's see what that might turn into. And so never ever um, feel like you can't reach out and just make that connection and ask for what you want and need. I think that that is perfectly summed up through your goals of access, connect, and amplify. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's all right there. Now, Brett, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the work that you guys are doing. Thank you so much. This is uh, this has been so lovely. Um, I, you know, a lot of our partners are actually on this. Um, have been on this. Uh, have been interviewed before by you, and so it's really exciting to see them amplified. Um, I I have so much more that I want to say and my mind is exploding with <laughs> excitement and with um, with how much I want to talk about all the incredible folks that we've worked with and all the incredible people and groups and communities who have made this work possible. Um, and so um, so shout out to all the people that I did not mention yet. So that's my blanket shout out because um, because I have endless gratitude for every person and every group and every organization I've connected with over my years here at Seattle Rep. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, this will not be the last time you hear from me. So (laughs) we'll have an opportunity to get to get some of that on tape. Uh, So, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for letting us know about the work that's being done and how we can help. And uh, thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of the station.